Mighty Episode 4 the Barely OG Podcast. What's up, people? Y'all good? What up, though? What's good? We got Big Burn. We got our first special guest on the show. Episode 4, we had to do it right. We got our brother, our pastor. I think I think he got his own tagline, like the friend of the little Spider-Man, but... Right, right, right. Got, your friend, your brother, your pastor, yeah. David John. What's good, family? Yeah, we got uh, David John. Um, you might know him from um, singing. You might know him from ministering. You might know him just as, as somebody from the city that's doing big things, man. So we're going to get into our regularly scheduled program with the with the banter, with the talk about special events. We're going to talk about everything that we got going on in our worlds. So before we kind of get into, you know, got, you know, our, our little segments and takes, man, I just wanted to check in on people. Big Bird, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, brother. I can't uh, complain at all. Life is sweet as usual. Um, I ain't got nothing to complain about, so. Not even I'm the gas prices? You don't want to complain about the gas prices? Everybody else is. No, nothing to complain about. I got money to put gas in my tank, so what? I, I, don't, <laughs> I ain't got no problems, man. Uh I got I got money put I got money to put gas in my tank, man. I got money to buy my kids Legos, uh, you know, to eat. I'm good, man. I don't, you know, it's fun to make jokes and stuff like that, but I don't think nobody really out here complaining. But if you are, man, hey, everything is in cycles, brother. Next thing you know, a gas gonna go down to two twelve, back to what we was paying uh, from the get go. But I do have I do have you know what I do got one complaint, man. And I will I will start with y'all. Um, Y'all gonna bear the brunt of this complaint because it just happened. Uh, my biggest complaint for this last couple of weeks, man. I'm getting fed up with you iPhone users, man. I'm getting fed up with you iPhone users who see our green bubbles, and uh, we're getting tired of y'all liking and hearting and everything. We don't care about, man. Stop it. Just, just reply to the text, man. All your iPhone users doing all y'all, uh, y'all bougie, uh, inclusionary stuff, man. Stop it, man. We don't care if y'all like and put exclamation points. That's our text, man. We over here living a good life, living an Android life. We don't need all them comments on them texts, man. Keep it to yourself. Why are you so emotional about it, man? Just switch over. Just saying, bro. You ain't got to worry saying. about it. You switch back. <laughs> Just man, tired you, sound, you sound like sound like the Amish, man. You all upset about the internet. It's, it's... <laughs> Hey, I mean, you know, we get, we get separate texts. I especially don't want to be in a text thread with just me and another dude and he putting hearts to something that I said. I don't need your hearts. I mean, it's hey, got to keep it moving. Old to it, but look, some stuff is heartworthy, man. Some stuff, no, it, no, it's not. You don't need no words, man. Yo, no, my, my wife had to had to put me up on man code, which is yeah, it's, all it's, the way backwards. Really but this is what she said. She said, never do an emoji with a facial expression that you would never do in real life. So if you would never wink at me, don't wink at me in the text message. I'm, I'm that's that's I, I live by that now. Your your wife is just gave you sage advice and th- <laughs> tell her I said thank you. Especially, yeah. you know what I don't like when dudes reply with just emojis. Like don't if I send I you a text, a even if it's emoji. funny, I don't take send emoji over a K. Don't send me an emoji. You ain't kidding, Rufus. I'm with you there, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with. I don't want no K. Because again, you can't say that in real life to me. So don't. It's do no it. hard way. It's no hard manly way to say K. Right. It's like, the same right. thing as putting a heart on a text message. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, without get, turning this into a whole I hate iPhone uh, episode. Pastor DJ David John DJ, how you feeling, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm well. I was good until I came out, out out the house today and saw that there was snow in the driveway. 
I, we had we had like 50 degrees a week ago, so it, it tricked me, man. So that that's messing with my psyche, but I'm I'm good though. Yeah, I know you are adamant. I I hate I love Detroit, but I hate snow, guy. Yep, yep. I hate I hate all things winter. I think it's depressing. Um, the the science is already out on it. The lack of uh, sunlight in Michigan is is the reason that that we kill each other. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, wow. it's real murder capital because of the lack of sunlight. <laughs> so depressed, we so bored, so depressed that we just exactly. all we do is bust guns yep. and, and do crazy stuff. Y'all, y'all brother seen any new movies or TV shows lately? Uh, you know, I'm steadily up on Bel Air. That's my constant. I haven't started that. Uh, I'm late to the party, but I'm I'm uh, binge watching the Chosen series, and uh, it sounds cheesy coming from the pastor, but real real talk, man. The Chosen is what is that on? It's, it's like that. It's uh it's on Peacock. Um, okay. Yeah. So amazing. basically NBC. It but it's a uh, it's amazing actually. So um, that's that's my new hustle. What's the what's the premise of the show? It, it literally walks through the New Testament, um, but they do it in a way that's it's it's next level. It's a, a legitimate miniseries drama. You get to know these characters like like you never did before. So somebody told me about it. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the passion. What else I need to see? I don't need to see that though. But uh, for real, man, okay, so it's like that. It walks through the through the life of Jesus, but you really get into these characters, man. So you Mel know, Gibson, check it out. Mel Gibson directors. No man, this is this is uh, somebody I'd never heard of. But what's crazy is season season one was was funded by the studios. Season two, all the way to season seven, which they they just still record in season three. It's all crowdfunded, so they raised millions and millions and millions of dollars to be able to do it without commercials and all that. So, um, so I'm a fan. Now I'm 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 really jocking the the, the chosen. Hey, I was uh, I'm still trying to get my idea off the ground. I wanted to do uh. Somebody do Passions of the Christ two, the Revenge of Jesus, like when he in the pits of hell in three days. <laughs> like yeah, he study, he's studying like Neo and the right. Matrix, and the Holy Spirit is like Morpheus training him in Kung Fu, and yeah, then he yeah. have a fight with the devil to take back the keys at the end, and then he come back floating on Earth with the holes in his hand, like he's he's arrived out the Matrix. Passions of the Christ two, the Revenge of Jesus. You, you got to make that an animated, uh, an animated movie because all of the all of the crazy stuff you got to be able to do. It'll be all it'll be, CGI. It'll be cool. You guys into like comic book movies, anything like that? Superhero type movie? Come on, brother. Well, I got you. I got you. This is this is how we get a behind the scenes. He not preaching. Look at, 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 right. at as a DJ. So, what you into, DJ? Like, who you like? I just finished the uh, the Hawkeye series, um, so I'm all Marvel everything. I don't fool with DC, but I'm I'm all Marvel everything, and uh, so every everything they do, I watch the uh, the Loki series. I'm just in between another Avengers movie right now. I want I want them to bring Iron Man back to life. Yeah, man, DC can't well, seem to get it together, man. I don't I don't know what's going on with, with DC. But you can't go wrong with Marvel, man. They they uh they got the hits, man, and they know how to string them together to keep you interested. I've been hearing good things about the Batman, though. It's good. I mean, for a three hour movie, you know, what? you gotta have a certain yeah, it's three hours. You gotta have a certain amount of patience to make it. But if <laughs> if y'all could, if y'all out there in podcast world to see Vern's face, man, <laughs> yeah. bro, yeah, three man. hours of the Batman last 
the last three-hour movie I enjoyed was Lord of the Rings. Oh, you know what? I did like uh, the director's cut of the Justice League by Zack Snyder. That was four hours, okay. and it was four hours of amazingness from beginning to start. So this Batman movie was not um, a real Batman movie. It was Batman was the character in the movie. Um, but I would say out of the three, out of the three hours, only about thirty minutes of action. Um, so if that if that makes you feel any type of way about it, that being said, it was I, I do got it in my my top five, top probably three Batman movies. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were about to say superhero movies. No. I was like, well, I'm going to watch it today. No, 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 no. That, that, well, that the only DC movie I got in my top five is probably The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Mine is the director's cut of Justice no, League is in my movie. top five. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great movie. Great movie, man. But I'm not a Batman guy, man. I like 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 DJ. That's I'm like, man, that's my dog. Cause I don't I've never been there's nothing wrong with DC, but I, I was never I would never bought DC comics. I was never a Batman fan. The Batman I like was the animated series that came on back in the day and Batman Beyond. Other than that. I'm not a DC fan, man. They just they just don't do it for me. I'm all Marvel, all X-Men, all day. I like Marvel's heroes. I like Batman's villain. If that makes okay. sense. I can't think of any relevant villains like like the Joker, like all these people out here where it's just like, yo, you really if they was real, you would really fear them. Other than Thanos, I guess you would fear them. I'm not really fearing Loki like that. I'm not really fearing some of these folks, man. Killmonger, I just hang with Killmonger, you know. Well, Marvel, Marvel has done a lackluster job of bringing out the right villains. Uh, there are some villains for some of these characters we have seen that would uh, make a lot of other villains look like Boy Scouts. But yeah, don't have, don't have me nerd out for the rest of the podcast, right. man. We got to keep it moving because I I'd be here all day. For sure, man. So that's our first intro, man. I think we need to get into some some uh, one of Burns. That's crazy segments so we can know what's in his world what's in your head man <laughs> so of course my first uh i think it's crazy but we've all all seen it from uh yesterday was uh uh juicy smooth yeah man he's uh doing a hot 150 days in jail uh, up, they won't let me out and it was rumored people would say that he was suicidal and all that type of stuff he released a couple messages uh saying that he wasn't uh, you know, suicidal, but yeah, he's doing a, a hot 150 man for beating himself up, and uh, I think that's crazy, man. The fact that they dropped the case no, they investigated the case, dropped it, came back, retried him again for a misdemeanor. Of and it's it's crazy the way they went after him. Of course, he was wrong, but man, I just thought it didn't make sense, bro. Just Ooh, let it go. That just let it go. Is crazy. That whole it is, is but the 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 the, the veracity that they went back after him to convict him and, and throw him in jail for it, I think it was a bit much, man. So, you know, free, free juicy, dog. He's quoted as saying he's the gay Tupac. All right, next. That's Never crazy. Uh, so, it's it may be... This is crazy to me, so I want to pose a question to y'all. Uh, of course, being in a house, um, I want... We've... Uh, been watching a lot of TV. Of course, one of my favorite shows is First 48, right? So I thought this was crazy. Chick, 
was dating the dude, right? Well, she was a corrections officer. Met old boy in prison. He was in for murder. She ended up getting romantically involved with him. Then lost her job. After she lost her job, they continued to date outside of prison. So, he went to rob two people of, of their supposed drug money, right? She witnessed it. Saw this whole crazy scenario go down. They end up catching up with him. She refused to testify. She did 10 years in prison for him while he went to life for double murder. So my question is, do you think y'all wives would do a hot 10 for y'all just off the principle <laughs> I of being a ride or die? I wouldn't want her to do no 10. Yeah, that's that. what I'm saying too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow it, but let me just put it on record. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, she would not. The wife ain't she ain't doing a bid for you? No, man. She gonna be like, you know, I see you when you get out. You be going yeah. to November. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hold it down for you now, out here. Yeah, all right. So that that's that's a I, it depends on what you mean by that, Ruth. <laughs> so so let's say so let 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 let's let's turn the tables, right? So let's say it your wife would get 10 years in prison if you didn't, if you testify, if you didn't testify and you would go to jail for a year. But if you did testify against her, you get no jail time and she doing a hot eight. So are you going to testify for your wife to do a year in jail and ride yeah, for her? I'm doing, I'm doing my year. That's easy. That's yeah, easy. I'm going to do my year. I'm going to come out and then I'm going to open a church in Detroit. <laughs> All right. I'm not, hey, saying, man. I'm not saying we know somebody that did that in the city. Right. Hey, I'm, man. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm just saying it, it ain't over. It you ain't talking about me. No, I ain't talking yeah. about you. Yeah, man. Hey, bro. Yeah. After after all in prison documentaries I watched, like, hey, baby. Burn, you have to take that 10. Burn out of all of us, you're going to be good. I'm saying, man. You said, Burn, you, you, can go, you can go to jail, bro. First off, you can push them off of you. Then you can you then you can make them laugh. So they ain't gonna mess with you. DJ hey, ain't, and it's not prison, it's jail. You can do you can do 365. You're not even gonna do a, a full 12 months, man. You can you, you know, can go to jail. You know, people hate you. I want to go to prison. Like jail, jail is worse than prison. It's boring. You grew up in what city? That's what it is. Where, what's this, what city you grew up? You you can't handle 365 in, in jail? Why you think I got a CPL? I don't like. I don't want. I ain't fight nobody, man. I ain't got time to fight. Make you a little shank, man. You good? Now yeah. it's, it's it's DJ. We got to worry about man. Because once they find out he can sing in, in jail, man, they're gonna be. Oh man. <laughs> see, see, the operative word is jail. Jail and prison, two different things. You, you exactly. Can go to jail. Them jokers trying to get out. They not. They not trying to fight. Ain't you ain't got the gang issue in jail like you got in prison. You got a prison. You got a. You you got a different situation. I'm gonna need y'all to watch some MSNBC and a couple documentaries, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not doing a day. I'm not doing one day. You gotta shoot me to protect the custody. I'm not doing one day. Hang I'm on not too many people that's 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 in there right now. I'm, I'm, I could do a year. Hey, man. After I find I'm out a how real they, life story. After I find out how they smuggle in suitcase, uh, cell phones and stuff like that. No, nah, man. I'm good. Well, for the yeah, record, so. for the record, for the podcast, I'm gonna say I could do a day. No, no problem. Ten toes down. I ain't never flinching. Ain't nobody gonna punk me. Ain't nothing yeah. gonna happen to me. Yak time all, all, all day. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting right now. I'm good. For the record, for the podcast. Now, after this thing cut off, after we start recording, start recording. Ask I'm, me again. Right. 
<laughs> my whole demeanor might change, and I'm gonna right. be my wife and, and like, baby, baby, I don't know. But right. DJ, you ever did a uh, prison ministry? Uh, I have. Yep, yep. Um, I'm working on starting one actually. Uh, but I've I've done a I've done a few uh a few services. I've never um I've never uh, you know done a, like a resident type thing where you're there every week. But um, it's it's really cool ministry. That's that's real stuff right there. Are the, are the prisoners actually open to it? Like open to? Yeah, way more than out here. <laughs> really, for real? Way more, way way more. The respect level is is way up there in oh. in prison. Um, you know, what I mean, they know you don't have to be there. Uh, and the people that's not interested, they don't force them to come. You know what I mean? So the people that's there, they they there for it. See, I guess I always assumed they were just trying to get out of, uh, you know, the cell for a minute. Right. Like, All right, I go hit a preacher man for an hour just to get out of here and, and maybe be safe for a little bit. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know, but I guess if it might be worth it if their hearts are actually open to to change and. That's yeah. And that's the thing. If you're really trying to get out of it, then you want them to let you come next week. If you act a fool this week, then the next time the preacher come, they ain't gonna let you come anyway. So, so some of them are on they on good behavior anyway. So, right. But yeah, man, it, that's that's it's been that was fun actually. It was it was a really um, meaningful uh, ministry. You know, what I mean, it's one thing to talk to somebody that that's that's you know out here free, not really dealing with you know, deep issues, but, you know, that's, I liked it. So out of all areas of ministry, what, what would you say you're called to the most? Like, what, what do you feel? Man, music and teaching. And I don't, I don't get to do as much of either one of those as I, as I want to right now, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, Sunday is, is not really the best time to teach because people are ready to get out of there. You know, they want, they want to come for a quick inspiration and, and bounce, but, uh, I like teaching school, you know what I mean? But, and I like, I like, uh, being able to do music, record music, studio stuff. Haven't been able to do that. Okay. All you right. Know? So since we're talking about music, I just want to transition real quick. Let's go, man. I already know what you're about to do, man. I want go ahead. To really get to know DJ, Pastor DJ, whatever you call him, David John to know like who he is now this is a young ogs like a, a barely OG show we talk hip-hop we talk music you know we got love for different forms of music but it's something special in our hearts for hip-hop and so i want to know david john yes, of detroit, just detroit native who is who is on your That's the question i know where you go mount rushmore I knew it. of hip-hop now this is different from top five top yep. five you got to drop facts my Rushmore. I just want to give me. Want you to give me who makes you love hip hop. Like, there you go. like who's hip hop to you? Like, it just it yep. in your heart. It does it differently. Yeah. So, 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 no judgment, right? Because I came from, right. I came from, you know, hip hop, and then I switched over to the people that I listen more to right now. But honestly, real talk, I still go back and listen to some of my my classic stuff. Um, I can't make that my regular diet, but uh. But at the top of the list, March 9th is still a national holiday for me, okay? Uh, Christopher Wallace, N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, you just lay down slow. He's he's number one in terms of really somebody that I enjoy, always enjoy listening to. He's a poet, he's a storyteller, so Biggie is is way up there. Um, Sean Carter, Jay-Z, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love everything he's ever done, but um, his brain, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of his wordplay. He's a he's a smart guy, and it comes out in in his lyrics. 
and and just in general the way that his his creative process is inspiring to me so so jay is is definitely on there what is it four or five on mount rushmore four four okay um eminem is is another one of those guys that just uh lyrically speaking when you can go back and read the lyrics and still love it then then that's somebody that i can that i can look to you know a lot of this stuff man where you listen to the beat and the flow he's like oh man that's dope and then you go and listen to it he's like man you ain't said nothing what is this this is terrible um so those three right there you know you can go and, and read it and it's still it's still entertaining um and then i throw somebody on there uh bizzle who i would listen to today as a he's a christian artist but oh, first time cool. i heard bizzle bizzle, bizzle was, cool. was bizzle did a a, a track it was kind of like a diss track to jay-z and uh that was really my introduction it was dope and everything after that man really been kind of he he he's he treading the line um yeah. if i had five i got another one for you man it's toby nigwe I, I think that's how you say his name but toby is fire man in fact i might enjoy him today more than bizzle but bizzle i got more history with him so he, he gets on the mount rushmore you got a lot of you got a few thugs you got some you got some crazy people on there you got some thugs. <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> living vicariously. I've never been able to live that life, so I get to I get to close my eyes and imagine that I'm on the block. It didn't look like Vern approved of uh, the Eminem choice, but you know, no, he, no, it's it's for me. Like when we talk of Mount Rushmore, um, to me, Mount Rushmore is like the founding fathers or what changed the game. Um, who are legends who are just irrefutable that what their contribution to hip hop was is legendary and it can't be touched. You know, those four individuals, but it's, are but game it's, relative, it's relative to you. Mount Rushmore means well, America, it don't mean nothing to Canada, so that's why well, I'm saying the top five. Well, see, well right, but, but when you're doing hip hop in general, it encompasses all of hip hop, don't matter what it is. So for me, those individuals, and when you're talking about what what the founding fathers what these four meant it would have to be nwa nwa yeah, changed you you're you describe it that way my list changes go ahead Vern. you're talking hip hop period i'm talking what made what what made you what was your you love hip hop yeah that's, that's also also we just talking about what what, yeah. what four made me love hip hop so yeah, okay yeah. so that's a favorites list yeah 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 so for me my introduction <laughs> Is eclectic, but it it everything was different, you know, a whole different meaning for me. So, of course, um, my favorite, you know, my favorites differ. So, then my lyricist and MC rapper. So, of course, it's Biggie. Um, I, you know, <laughs> a couple years after his passing, me and my dog, we would every March night ride around D, listen to everything Biggie. Like I was legit hurt March nights. Like I knew. Exact. I can remember to this day where I was when I found out when I got the call. Um, I think he's lyrically one of the best to ever do it. His content and lack of, you know, can't allow me to put him in the greatest of all time technically, but he's my favorite artist. Uh, for me, uh, my number two will definitely be the Wu-Tang Clan, the uh, greatest group of all time uh, since 1995. Uh there is no debate like there's a few haters out there of people who are like on meth who don't recognize the greatness of the woo but the cultural phenomenon um the artists 
that is produced, the influence on the game. Um, had one of the greatest producers of all time, arguably two to three of the greatest artists of all time with their production and music and what they have contributed to it. Um, is hands down. I remember the first time I heard about them in 1995 in computer class in McKenzie High School from a dude, Greg. I was up at second period when they found out about the group, man. Ever since entered the 36 Chambers, uh, I'm a stand. So I'm going to have to say. How you going to fit all them faces on Mount Rushmore, man? You ran out, hey, of, you ran out of spaces when you just said the woo. All you going to do is just put a W up there, man. All, all I got to do is stand on my Mount Rushmore and yell, Sue. Uh, <laughs> so my other, <laughs> what made me fall in love with hip hop when I got heavy uh, into the South was uh, A-Ball and MJG. Um, that greedy down south, you know, uh, Jay Prince tree. Uh, you know, I had some A ball MJG tapes that I wasn't supposed to have when I was 13 years right, old, right? But uh, <laughs> but I did, and then I would have to say my fourth would have to be probably, man, that's tough, that's tough, bro. Uh, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be Dr. Dre, man. With his uh, production, he literally changed music, like hip hop music as we know it, uh, for forever. You know, uh, he's the greatest. Him, yeah, him, RZA, Premier, and Dr. Dre are like my favorite producers all the time. But if it weren't for Dr. Dre, uh, hip hop won't be where it is, man. So I got Dre, The Woo, Biggie. A ball MJG. Pretty good. I don't got no argument. None of them is are my favorites other than Big, but you know, but I respect everybody you just said. Pretty good. It's a pretty good list, man. Hey man, wipe that smirk off your face, man. I know where you're going. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's an amusing no, no, list. don't yeah. It's an amusing list that that I feel is uh very noteworthy. You know, in my, my Mount Rushmore, I do have Marshall on my Mount Rushmore. <clears throat> I think he's, uh, I think, uh, whatever. However, whatever you want to say, don't, can't nobody touch him in, in the lyrics. Yeah. So it's people that can hang. It's the people that can put together better songs. Um, it's the people, but but you're not outselling them, and you're not out rhyming them. It don't matter what you say. We, we can go bar for bar in the middle of a circle. And uh, For real? Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, I get it. But uh, so I'm, I'm going Marshall, and this is not necessarily in order for mine. Uh, for me, somebody who made me love hip hop um, was Outkast. So I'm putting Outkast in my Mount Rushmore. So just put a in place of the W. I'm gonna put an O, the mighty O for the Outkast. Um, you know, a little bit more emphasis on Andre <laughs> than Big Boy. Um, I've never heard a whack Andre verse. Um, uh, I think his verse from International Players Anthem. I typed a text to a girl I used to. Speak. My, oh my goodness! From so International Players Anthem, his, his, his verse needs to be. It needs to be. You need to make that into a plaque because the thing is beautiful. He's a storytelling genius, and 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 I just, I just, I, man, I love it, man. Um, somebody who had a had a big fall off, but I can't deny 
him making me love love this thing. Like I liked it in the early '90s. I began to love it, and I, I liked it probably because of Pac and what he was doing. He had a lot of energy. Um, but I began to love it when I heard DMX, and um, I think uh, DMX for me really, you know, was very transparent he, with his struggles, with his pains. With his, yeah. I, I, I love authenticity in a, in, a, in a rapper, and so for him to get on the, a hardcore dude walking around with pit bulls crying in his concerts, praying to God, you know, whatever his journey was, you know. He might not, you know, whatever. For him, he was crying out to God. For me, as a believer, as a Christian, to see that, I mean, it was, it was uh, motivational. And and then I think he has one of the most iconic um, ways to start his verses um, over over anybody. Like um, Lil Wayne, you'll hear a, a lighter starting. You, you hear some other people, you know, you hear Jada Kiss say, "Ah." But when you hear that growl, man, that guy dog gonna growl back in the early two thousands. <laughs> oh my God! We when, when that growl came, <laughs> the whole late night, late, late like 99, 98, 2000, 2001, That growl was 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 a problem, man. Um, and so that's who I got. That's three. That's three. Yeah, that's three. Okay. And I saved. I saved. I saved. I saved the last mm -hmm. slot. For, for the genius. The chisel? The genius. Oh, here we go. I already know what he's doing. Oh, you talking about Kanye? Yeah. The richest of my head to ever live. I would just leave it at that. Oh, boy. Here we go. I don't know. We're not going to go there because it doesn't have to be said. It's already what's, what's understood don't need to be said. Yep, you're right, sir. Yep, and sure. You to a ten minute why, like you did with Wu Tang. You already know why. <laughs> you already know why. So we can move on. Go ahead, Vern. Into your sports talk. I can't <laughs> wait to we do. Like you can't even talk about it. I yeah. just can't wait no till, we do, till we do the whole hip hop episode. We just just yeah. be a hip hop takeover because you know you uh. It's all right, man. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna lie. Uh, coach you up and uh, teach you some stuff but so we are uh we're on mr marsh madness fellas and of course um uh, it being a horrible year for michigan they got pops and the tournament lost a 17 point lead with uh 12 minutes left to go uh for me a disappointing season michigan state moved on uh, march madness is always a great time of year i love uh all the buzzer beaters the cinderella stories and uh I don't know, man. I love March Madness. Plus, March Madness is a sign of uh, of uh, the NFL Combine and stuff happening going on, too. I had to throw some NFL in there. Uh, I don't know if y'all caught the game the other day, but um, Brooklyn popped 76ers, 129 to 100, bro. Uh, yeah, it was... It was interesting. My, my one of the best moments for me is Ben Simmons getting treated like a redheaded stepchild. Dude was trying to go get some coffee and got booed relentlessly. Treat so, that so man I'm, like I'm, I haven't been watching the news. Are they letting Kyrie play at home now? That that New York changed the uh, they changed their rules. Nope. Uh, word on the, them play. Word on the street. Uh, people like Adam Silver, uh, all the a lot of 
sports figures and things like that are rallying and, and saying that Kyrie, not only Kyrie needs to play, but this rule is dumb because uh, you got out of state, out of state residents who don't live in New York who are not vaccinated yeah. are allowed to play. So it's like this has been going on for too long. COVID numbers are going down. So uh, Kyrie needs to play, man. Uh, so the word on the streets is that they they are seriously considering uh, uh, removing or lifting that band so he might be able to play uh, which uh, should be coming soon uh, but you know of course I still hope they don't win anything I hope they don't let him play because uh, I don't like Kyrie or KD uh, oh snap you yeah like, you're more of a basketball fan right DJ? yeah man I like basketball I, I, I don't get to watch man I'm, I'm all Golden State right now um, I think they're going all the way um, although it was fun to see LeBron wake up and whoop them uh, by himself just to prove I can put a team on my shoulders. I'm, I'm 38 now, but I, I still got it. And then he told Matt Stafford, um, you know, I had to put on the show if you're going to be here, which just lets you know his mindset was like, hey, I'm chilling because my team sucks right now, but I'm still LeBron. <laughs> so it was fun, but I'm, I'm rolling with Golden State all the way right now. Yeah, it would, you know, I think Clay needs to find his rhythm. Once he yeah. gets back in a groove of things, it's, I think they're going to be a problem. And Draymond back, um, that's that's going to make a huge difference. They got, a yep. deep squad. they got a deep squad. Yep, got a whole bunch of trades in the NFL. It's been a crazy week. Um, <clears throat> one of my, I didn't see coming, but it makes sense. Uh, Khalil Mack. One of my favorite defensive players from the Bears is going to San Diego. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers contract was almost a lot. Then he was like, "I, I, I, I didn't say that." He was supposed to get uh, four years, two hundred. Was it four years, two hundred million, something like that? Uh, he said he wanted to be the highest play, highest paid player, so that's what he vying for. Yeah, but uh, he needed to go get to get a chip. To make that contract worthwhile, I don't think it deserved it, but right. it is what it is, man. So NBA he didn't sign it, though, huh? No, nah, they he he said it ain't it ain't real. So it's almost like people stuck in limbo. Like what's you know what's facts? Yeah. Uh oh, one last thing: homegrown talent, Kay Cunningham, who is a dog, is in the Rookie of the Year conversation, and yeah, uh, Kay's been showing out lately, man. It's, I like the direction the Pistons are going. Yep. So, yeah, man. So, that's my update with sports, man. The NBA is heating up, and uh, it's about to get crazy these last couple of weeks. Yeah, man. That's good. All right. I want to save uh, a, book, a big chunk of our time, you know, our, our latter half, <clears throat> to hear kind of from Pastor DJ. We're talking about the state of the church um, and everything that we're doing. Before we get into that, I do want to do a this or that. I don't have to do my top five or nothing like that, but I do want to do a this or that because I think it's a good way to kind of see people's hearts, kind of kind of pick people's brains and see what they're thinking. Um, and then we can kind of transition into, uh, you know, hearing from DJ, just the state of the church and the pandemic and everything that's going on with the world. So let's do a real quick this or that um, just to see what people's heads are. <clears throat> Anybody can answer. Kurt Franklin or Ty Tribbett? Kurt. Because he was first. Ty can do some stuff that uh, Kirk can't do, but Kirk is 
Kirk is is gospel. If you ask somebody that don't listen to gospel, never heard a gospel song, they know who Kirk Franklin is. They don't know who Ty Trivet is. <laughs> All right, so that leads into my next one: gospel music or contemporary Christian? Or gospel you, music. Or do, or gospel. What do you even music. separate? Gospel music. That contemporary. I can't do it, man. Standing on the ocean. Oh. We are so honored to be here. Let the garden grow souls for the kingdom. All right. I'm feeling the new mixture, like Maverick City Music. You got Tribal. You got um, Nashville Life. They're doing something different where you're taking the contemporary, what works for contemporary Christian and, and adding what works with gospel that's old and 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 you know done already man I'm, I'm feeling this there's a new music movement that's right there in the middle i'm feeling yeah. that so i have to go in the middle like well you got to, you got to send me some of your tracks man was, uh, oh yeah definitely I, I remember when uh what was what was the gospel station 102 point what is it i don't know it was 2.7 they yeah when they transition over to to i turned the station one day i'm like Man, this tastes like chicken with no seasoning. What is this? And I'm like, oh, they changed the format. Then I had to go find 99.9. Like, and yeah, some days, yeah. man, I just, hey, give me some Israel Houghton, Fred Hammond, sometimes choir in the background, stuff like that. All right. Um, Joe Lowstein or Stephen Furtick? Who was the first one? Joel Osteen. Oh, Joel Osteen and Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick for me all day. <laughs> if, if it's between those two, although I, they, they both uh, they both are great at what they do. Okay. Me and Stephen Furtick same age, so I gotta go with him. <laughs> I didn't know he was a barely OG. All right. Um, pullover hoodie or zip up hoodie? Pullover. No, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with zip up because if I'm carrying. Uh, for that day, I can't lift. I need to zip. So when it comes to carrying my friend with me, zip up. All right. Yeah, it's been too many times I had to fight and I had to. Uh, no, man, get out of here. <laughs> no, I just prefer to, to zip up. <laughs> I can take it off real easy. All right, football or basketball? Football. 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 All right. Uh, bars or beats? Bars. 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 Black Panther or, or Batman? <laughs> Black Panther, Marvel. <laughs> Just because he Marvel? If Black Panther was in DC, would you go? He'd still beat up uh, Batman. So yeah, Black Panther. All right. Cross movement or one one six? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm gonna go one sixteen. Woo! Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. I apologize. I apologize to Ambassador. That was my God. That, that's <laughs> the only reason I was able to start stomaching Christian rap because it was it was unacceptable prior to Cross Movement. There was nothing to listen to that I could respect whatsoever. Period. You know, BBJ. I was. I couldn't do Christian rap. went Swift. I didn't like him. Gate, uh, grape tree, um, never heard of them. You never heard of grape tree? No, 
Let me see how far you go back. Do you remember Stephen Wiley? I remember the name. I just need you to go YouTube Stephen Wiley, and that's what that's what my mother tried to give me back in the day. All I gotta say, it was a fail. Yeah, it was rough. It was like a dad rapper. Yeah, you know, he literally he to listen to something, uh, you know, uh, without yeah. cussing in it, and, he, and so he's like, "Let me take this into my own hands." And I, I remember like, he came to you service one time, and he literally rapped the books of the Bible, like literally. That was a song. Wow, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Yeah, yeah. like legit. But and he was doing, <laughs> and no, for real, this was during like MC Hammer days. And he right. came to perform in a suit. Yeah. yeah. This is probably the baggy Steve Harvey joints, too, with, with, the extra, <laughs> with the extra crotch room. Wow. All right. East side or west side? Grand finale. East side. East siders. East coast. Right. Are you talking about in Detroit or are you talking about coast? I'm sorry. I thought you said side. West side. Yeah, west side. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, depends on what do you talking about are you talking about to get guns violence right you know, yeah going, you know what i'm going what's with that, what's that if, you want, if you want peacefulness happiness you know road scholars you know right. what's that <laughs> all right let's go, man all right we can transition into uh big brain you want to introduce DJ? yeah man so the reason why i thought this would uh be a dope first guest man because uh of course, not only is our is he our guy, but um, I feel he uh, he is a mix of uh, of a teacher along with old school Bible knowledge, but is uh, looking into the future and um, finding finding people where they are in all walks of life, from the young to the old. And uh, I thought he, you know, DJ is the perfect flow for. What it what is the role of the church and this new I want to say new era, but yeah. how do you feel the church is still applying the gospel, but with a new feel to it? Because you know how we grew up, the movement and where we are in 2022 is not necessarily choir robes and your pastor suited up every Sunday. But how do you feel the church is transitioning and the word still being strong and being able to reach people in an age that is so far removed from church? Uh, what role does the church play now? Man, I think you just said the, the world is far removed from church, which I think is a problem. That means we and I've been in ministry 20 years. Um, I preached my, my first message in 2001. So um and, I, and I've been in full-time ministry since 04, so 17 years. So I'm complicit in this as much as any any other preacher, but I think we let the church lead or a allowed the world to leave and create this gap between us and them. And that's, uh, that's what we're correcting right now. I really feel like the church is in a correcting mode where we're realizing we dog um church online for years and years you need to come to church physically and if you sitting there watching church online you uh, and then COVID hit and every preacher had to take all of that back and be like no 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 that's cool just please keep keep watching and keep giving online but it was never anything wrong with it you know what i mean and there's a whole bunch of other things where 
the church majored on the minors, I think in some areas where the world was like, yo, if that's all y'all gonna talk about is the stuff that I'm getting wrong, then I'm just gonna not come. Uh, I, I leave, I come feeling guilty, I leave feeling guilty, then I'm straight on y'all. Um, and I think the church is self-correcting in that way because that's never been the gospel. The gospel has never been, you doing this, you doing this, you going to hell. That's not the gospel. That's not what Jesus came for. We all know John chapter three, verse 16, God's a little world. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believe in him won't perish, have everlasting life. But what preachers forget is verse 17, the very next verse, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He sent his son to save the world. So if half of my message is condemnation, if half of what you see in me and hear me talking about is what's wrong with the world, then of course, people, people, they had enough of that. I'm not showing up to the family reunion if every time I show up, y'all talking bad about me and, and, and all of that. I'm going to find somewhere else where I feel comfortable. And uh, the unfortunate thing is Jesus is the one that took the L because people are walking away from church, but they're doing without Jesus as a result of that. Um, but you know what? I got to take that back because when I'm on, when I'm talking to family members and friends and I'm on the block just witnessing, I find out that people really haven't left Jesus. They still believe in Jesus, even though the generation below us, they don't go to church. Most of them do not go to church. It's crazy. The statistics, the generation Z generation, um, uh, the, the millennials, they're not in church. But if you ask them, you know, do you believe in God? Yup. You believe Jesus raised from the dead. Yeah, I believe that. When last time you've been to church? Oh shoot, can't tell you because they 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 left, but they really they really have a sense of spirituality. But that's really kind of the problem. If you have spirituality but you don't know Jack, you don't understand really what the scripture says, then it's a made up belief. It's not real. You know what I mean? It's as bad as a false religion because it's not based on the stuff you go to church to learn. So that's what I think. Not just our church, but churches across the board have figured out and and are trying to correct i got one more question i'm gonna let rufus take the next one so when you see the effects or see how people um you know we're also moving to this council culture or uh, idea that if you don't believe what i believe in um you should be allowed to say what you want to say and you know let me be me let me do me uh things of that nature so I find or I've seen, you know, in situations where uh, gospel leaders will be on a media platform and kind of sometimes cower or not answer the correct answer questions correctly with very controversial subjects. So how do you navigate? Let's say you're on a big platform and, you know, you're asked tough questions and and how do you navigate in this new new movement of agree with me or else you know how are we how are you still able to uh bring people in who are facing issues and not (laughs) you know uh, uh condemn or you know how sensitive people are nowadays how are you how is the church nowadays navigating through that and also uh bringing people through the doors or changing lives in this in this climate if if you fixate on that i don't think you can do your job as a pastor so i don't think about it that much what i think about far more is really what my purpose is what my call is Uh, my pastor george davis used this phrase that kind of helps me 
He says, if you find your way, if you find your why, you won't lose your way. Um, so I understand that my particular calling has nothing to do with politics. So people don't know who I vote for. I don't talk about it. If you ask me on camera, I'm probably gonna deflect because I know that's not really my call. That ain't the ground, that ain't the mountain, the hill to die on for me. So I'm just not gonna talk about it. Even though it matters, it's just, it's not a big deal for me. Um, but there are some things that are, I have to man up on this because this is part of my purpose, this is part of my calling. If you ask me about those things, then I don't care if you're offended about it because I know it's true. And this is part of my calling to help change hearts and minds on that subject so i don't look at other you know you have some some people that politics is their thing and that's what they feel like they're supposed to be a change uh, agent as it relates to politics so they're gonna make a whole lot of enemies but they're in their purpose so cool make a bunch of enemies but uh, where i where i'm where i'm it's unfortunate is where you find somebody that just can't shut their mouth and they're talking about something that's not connected to who they are and what they really believe in and they just got an opinion about everything and they get canceled over something that that doesn't really matter to them that's that's what i'm scared about you know what i mean i, I don't want to get caught up in a in something that i could take or leave anyway it doesn't matter to me what you believe about this but then because i have a strong position about it um people's ears are closed about really what i'm called to talk to you about so that's that's my deal so i think that's, I think that's good just just in thinking about ears being closed I'm curious how you feel in 2022 pastoring, because you're a young, you're a younger pastor. You're you're relevant enough to know the social media world, um, but you're old enough to remember uh, before social media uh, when you know people didn't have phones, you know, in their hands when they came to church. Um, you know, the Bible you had to bring the book, right? You didn't have the app. I, I, so it's a two-part question. How do you feel? Um, technology plays a part in, you know, um, pastoring or in ministry right now. I heard a, a gospel singer say we live in a, the greatest times because the, the gospel yeah. message can, can get across to another country, you know, in, in five seconds, you know, of us posting something. So how do you feel technology plays a part? But then my second part is, do you feel like the church is changing too much? Like, like being too... I don't want to say forgiving, just being too chill with alternative lifestyles, being too um, welcoming and too loving and too accepting of, you know, things that are contrary to the Bible in order to win souls, you know, in today's day and age. Yeah, both of them easy questions as far as I'm concerned. Number one, technology, I think is awesome. And um, I think that leaders have to be real careful about what they take a stance against because there's so much that you just don't know. One of the coolest things about this season of my life, um, pastoring right now in this season, is I've, I've come to a place where I recognize that I'm called to, to just be real, not to be right. I'm not gonna be right about everything. It's a whole bunch of stuff that I think today is one way and tomorrow I'm gonna learn something, I'm gonna be exposed to something that changes my mind and it doesn't disqualify everything I said yesterday. My greatest asset is just to be honest and be real. So I think the technology that we have today is awesome. And if there's something that I think is inappropriate, I'm going to say it. But I say it with the disclaimer all the time that, yo, I may be wrong. I definitely am wrong about something. <laughs> I'm just not sure which thing it is. But I guarantee you something I'm sure is right is wrong. And when we lead from that standpoint, you give 
other people the ability to turn their own thinking cap on and actually be responsible for what you believe and what you accept is true, not just based on what the leader said to you. So um, so I'm I'm with technology. And uh, the, the second question in terms of the church going too far, what I think is awesome about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is it's a living organism. And you have some churches that are crazy. Um, their emphasis is really high when it comes to holiness. And then you have other churches who their emphasis is really high on grace. You have other churches that are huge on helping persecuted Christians in other countries. And you have other churches that are huge on making sure you take care of home locally. What's so cool about the church is all of those churches can be right. You know what I mean? None of them are 100% right about anything anyway. So all of them, the churches that are that are emphasizing grace, they're winning people with that message. The churches that are emphasizing holiness, they're winning people with that message. So I'm right here where I don't dog any church unless they're preaching uh, a false gospel. And the false gospel is that there are many roads to heaven. I can't roll with that because, unfortunately, it's dangerous. Now, even though it's politically incorrect for me to say that, there really is one way. There's a there's a right. There's a truth. And that's Jesus Christ. And I'm going to piss people off with that. I'm going to upset people when I say it that way. But it's that's what I am called to. I'm called to argue that point to the death because I realize every single one of us are going to leave this body one day and face the reality. And if I'm just nice and, hey, you can have your beliefs and I can have my beliefs, then at the end of the day, you're going to leave this body thinking that you're okay and you're not. And I love people too much to let you believe something that I know that I know is just false and not true. Um, so that's the hill I die on. I think everything else, and I'm, I'm a, I'll just go there, even to the extent that I'm uh, reading right now about some churches that are that are gay affirming, and re- I'm I'm really interested in like where what's your what's your background? What scriptures do you read on Sunday? What do you believe in? Because the reality is, even though I, I agree with you, I disagree with you about that one point. I don't dismiss all of the other stuff that you actually have right and that you found a way to still embrace people that believe Jesus is Lord, that he died for all of our sins, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We can have an argument in the corner about this major issue that I disagree with. And yet we we can still be boys. We can still be cool. We can still have conversation and, and not go to the, everybody is wrong but me. If you don't go to my church, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's one of the reasons why the world is done with church because there's so much hypocrisy when you take the position that you write about everything. Because all I got to do is stick around you for a little while and I'm going to find out, Pastor DJ is wrong about some stuff. What about this issue? What about that? I say, I see you say you believe in masks, but I took a picture of you and you didn't have a mask. Or, you know, whatever it is where you got to be right about everything, then your your ability to keep people's ear and keep people's heart is, is going to be uh, short lived. The only one that could live like that is Jesus. He was right all the time. You can never catch him slipping. You could try to use his words and twist them and he would take your words and throw them back at you. There's only been one G like that and it's Jesus. All the rest of us are trying to, um, we, we have what the Bible says. We have this, this, uh, this, oh man, I can't think of the word right now, but it's talk this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure is the truth. We got the truth, but it's, it's inside this this earthen vessel, this imperfect vessel. And I'm going to try to give you the truth, but it's going to come out all messy.
because I'm messy. But the truth itself is in there. And so we just we got to humble ourselves, I think, as as Christians and non-Christians and be willing to listen to each other and, and arrive at the real truth at some point. So tell me, um, <clears throat> what are some misconceptions or you feel like people kind of don't get about the role of a pastor? Like, do you like people feel like y'all should be accessible at all times? Like y'all don't go on vacations. Uh, you don't have personal interest. Like you shouldn't be getting paid. And, you know, how do you deal with the 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 old school thinking of people the expectations they put on a pastor that are not uh, realistic. Yeah, uh, it's hard, Vern, because there aren't that many points in the Bible about my job description. Um, they're not chapters and chapters of exactly what a pastor is supposed to do and how often he's supposed to be available and what days he's supposed to work. And all of those things are things that come from culture. And so as culture changes, the expectations for what I'm supposed to be and do changes. Um, and, and, and my answer to that is I just, I, I'm not a slave to it. I refuse to be the pastor that people want me to be because then I can't be myself. I can't be real. And I think people at, at the end of the day, I, what I am is what you need or it isn't. And you need to go find what you need. And I'm committed to just being who I am. So I take vacations and I let everybody know I'm turning my phone off. I'm not going to be available. We're a new church, so we don't have a staff and pastoral care is going to show up when you call. There are times, there are weeks where if you call, ain't nobody calling you back. It's just where we are. At the time. And, and and I have to live with that. I'm, I'm good with this is where we are right now because I don't believe that we're the only church. I don't believe we're the only place that you can go and be okay, that your family can grow, that you can grow in your spirituality. You might find out that for this season of your life, you need something that we're not. So I'm cool with that because we're being, we're doing the very best that we can. And living in that space has been so freeing for me. I haven't always thought that way. There's been a lot of pressure to try to live up to people's expectations, but I fail every time I try to be the you that you need me to be instead of just being myself. And I find out being myself is is enough, man, for God to show up and add his super to my natural. Um, I look up to Mike Todd um, as a guy like that, man, that's pastoring in a way that's totally opposite than what I understood as this is the, the rules for success. He breaking all the rules and he killing the game. There's nobody that's doing it um, like Mike Todd right now. And, and so I, I look at people like that that's willing to be transparent and talk about what's wrong with them and and help people with that. So yeah, man. That's good, man. I mean, yeah, that's dope. I think we kind of been skating around it, man. Tell people like the name of the church, all that stuff. Uh, Impact yeah. Church, Metro Detroit. We are uh, we're meeting at a hotel right now, but in just a couple months we'll be um, at two two one zero four Novi Road in Novi, Michigan, um, changing lives all over Metro Detroit. Um, and so that that date is coming soon. Our website is weareimpact.com. Click on Detroit and, and get everything that you need there. Why, why, why would you tell somebody or not tell somebody, but what type of people do you think will be attracted to to Impact Church's ministry? Man, what's different about us is we we are very calculated at making sure that church is fun, <laughs> that church is something that you look forward to. Um, because so many people have left church for all of these millions of different reasons. And part of what I felt like we were supposed to add 
to the tapestry of wonderful churches that are already in Detroit is we're supposed to make a place for people that gave up on church. Because there's a bunch of us out there that believe in God, but we gave up on church. And so we try to make sure that our service length, the types of music, the types of activities that we do, that everything is pointed in a way where church is a celebration. That, that is something that you can go to, get some hope and come back next week and get some more and come back the next week and keep, and keep making progress. So um, so that's what we're doing. We're a small church. Um, we're still growing. But man, I'm telling you uh, what, what has happened over the last 20 months since we started Impact Church has been nothing short of a miracle. So I got one more question as we close out. So if you could if you could say like tell people like uh, if y'all don't remember anything else remember that dj told you blank that if you never forget me i want you to know this one thing that i said what would that be god wants you no matter where you are what you've done that he's already made a decision about you jesus loves you jesus is for you if you had to sum it up to just that phrase jesus is for you regardless of who you are so <laughs> yeah, no man. man see it's a great great first guest i must say it's a heck of a show i'm about to i'm i'm, I'm ready for it to, to load it right now so we can listen to right, i was like i, I kind of don't want to wait till monday i want to post this joint now man oh man we appreciate you for joining us man uh this was fun you man you know uh kicking it with us showing that you a real dude that's one of the things that kind of attracted me to to your ministry was knowing that you a real guy um, that you're not afraid to to kind of show your talents and uh, just kind of be real with people, but then also have a, a strong message behind you. So I appreciate you in life, you know, period. You know, I don't really get a lot of opportunities to say that. Um, but then I appreciate you for coming on and supporting the barely OGs too. Man, listen, yep. this podcast, the streets needed this. So I appreciate y'all. This is awesome. We need this. <laughs> I want to make one correction before Vern closes out, man. I want to take off anybody from my Mount Rushmore and I got to add ambassador. I thought about it, and I got it. Uh, I probably wouldn't even be messing with this thing if it wasn't for Ambassador. He changed yep. my whole trajectory on things. So you can take anybody off you want, but just add Ambassador. We're going to take got Kanye it. off. Is that cool with you? It don't matter. <laughs> He'll be back. He gonna, no, He'll be back. No, it does matter. He'll text me later. I'm like, man, I ain't going to take it off Kanye. <laughs> All I swear, right, I swear, he got a Kanye West toothbrush holder at the crib. You took off Eminem, man. You could took off. All right, what hey, else? but that <laughs> documentary on Netflix is awesome, man. I just finished it. It was awesome. I watched, I watched some of it, man. I was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the line about Kanye. I'm, uh, I'm just talking about like the way a, it was done. What, watch yeah. how it ends too. It's very honest. Kanye didn't produce it. You know what I mean? So it's. It's very honest. I was, I was, I, I was, I became more of a fan because of it, because of the documentary. Hey, I just and, want... I, and I don't think it was meant to make people fans of him either. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah. uh, you, you make another album like my Twisted Dark Fantasy. I might come back. I just need some good music from Kanye again. But I digress. So, on that note, uh, yeah, we want to close out, man. It's been a dope show. Um, if I could say anything before we leave, man, something's been on me this last couple, this last week about self-confidence and uh, mental health. Um, I hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, I just say that, you know, take care of you. Um, find happiness with who you are 
and uh, talk to somebody if you don't, man. Just uh, be mentally all right out here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so dope show, fellas. Uh, appreciate y'all. It's been a great day. And uh, I hope y'all have a great weekend, man. We look forward to hearing from y'all on feedback on our page when we post it. Uh, and we'll be seeing y'all next week with another one, man. It's time to get consistent. I love Love this platform, man. So appreciate y'all, brothers. All right, brothers. Y'all be good. All right, y'all be out. Peace.